Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good afternoon. It is a brand new day as we return to an old show. <laughs> From what, like 2000 and... and 1998, my friend. Oh my god. Pre... <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say. I... I... <laughs> I sort of hope you're not, but I do at Finish the same time. Finish that sentence for me. This show was made before... Naruto? No, 9-11. Ah, that makes way more sense. <laughs> I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, ostensibly our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> recap and discussion podcast, but as we have uh, concluded all of the... Uh, produced, released, animated JoJo's Bizarre Adventure that exists for now. Well, not all of it, but the David production stuff for sure. Oh, sure, we still have some of that OVA to go, I suppose. God, do we? Ah, uh, but uh, never correct me on air again. <laughs> <laughs> we are returning to a show that we got about halfway through before the last batch of Stone Ocean came out. That is, of course, Bubblegum oh, Crisis God. Tokyo 2040. What a show. Episode 16, Surrender. Ooh. Nick, yeah. how's watching all of Naruto going? So I'm up to episode, I think, 115 now. And you've done this in about three weeks? Yeah, thereabouts. Um, good, good. It's, it's going pretty good. Uh, it's getting harder. To keep some, watching? Yeah, some days are a lot harder than others, man. Um, like, well, someone had to assume this burden, I, know, I assume. I know, so... Like, literally. So there's this Naruto. There's this guy, Naruto. And this guy, Sasuke. Oh, fuck my life. There is, unfortunately, this guy named Sasuke. Who, he's just burning. And the wild card of the bunch. A cheeky girl called Sakura. Who's here? Er, literally, okay. So I gotta, I gotta say, there's, there's like, anyone who's watched Naruto will understand exactly what I mean when I say, Sakura's just kind of fucking around until she's not. Like, literally, every episode so far with Sakura that has come up has been her going, Hey, I can help. And then just everyone else going, No, I can help. And then they do something instead. And it's like, Sakura's just there being like, Wow, I guess something is happening. And we're like, Okay, yep, sure. Great. In your group chat commentary for your <laughs> your ongoing watch, Sakura was the focal point of what I would consider the most interesting part of the show to date. Which is? Uh, which was the filler episode you watched where they all wanted to know what was underneath Kakashi-sensei's ah, mask. Yes. And she had, like, essentially a sketch where uh, she thought she was shadowing him and he was standing by a grave mourning for so long, but it turns out it was just a scarecrow. Yeah, the whole time. That's a good bit. Yeah, well, the thing is, each of them, so Naruto, Sakura, and Sasuke each get their own bits in that episode. Yeah, their own little scheme. Yeah, and I think Sasuke's was something like, um, he just decided to shadow him in, like, the bushes or something? And then Kakashi's like, I can see you. And he's all like, oh no. Or something like that. It's just good, Which clean is, fun. Yeah, just good, fun times. But there's an entire... In fact, entire subplot of that episode. It's now Naruto ranting time. Entire subplot of that episode. Welcome to Naruto's world. The, I genuinely had a dream that... Um, because I've obviously mm. been consuming unhealthy amounts of Final Fantasy for mm. the past six months. As one is to do. Um, I had a dream that we pivoted to a uh, Final Fantasy podcast called Materia World. Look, I wouldn't be against this. <laughs> like, if we did that, that could be kind of fun. Except it would take... Gotta do something. Literal decades for us we to We can watch um, that Final Fantasy XV movie. Kingmaker oh, or King, King Sword or whatever. Have you have you seen um, the Maxor video that's like, he literally translates the Latin... This is M-A-X-0-R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've, I've seen a video of his 
about Final Fantasy fifteen. Probably the same one. It's like they literally translate the names, and it's like Light Sun King Man. Oh yes, yes. And it's just like every one of those Latin names makes me go, ooh, ooh, no. I prefer it when my Final Fantasy characters have names like Sid or Clive, <laughs> fucking or Clive. Alpha Node Levelier. Oh my god, who's that? That's uh, the little twerp that I hang around with in fourteen. Ah oh, yes. See, 14 has some good names. Yeah. But anyway, point being, there's this whole subplot Limo. in that one episode of Naruto, right? Where um, there's like a, a group of maybe three or four other ninjas from some completely unknown village over here. An even secreter ninja village. Mm, but they're so secret that they're worthless. Like to the point where they try to like... The main guy of that whole troop basically says, hey... I want that that is, of course, the collective noun for a group of ninjas. Mm -hmm. Yep, that whole troop of ninjas. (laughs) They they basically are on, like, this cliffside, and there's this lady here who's like, My love, I wish to marry you. And then this ninja... Is this lady a character that I would know? No, absolutely. She's like a throwaway character. Um, As all female characters in Naruto seem to be. Except for... What's her face? Sakura? No. um, Ino? They get her to be the Hokage. Oh, Tsunade? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen much from her in a while. She seems important. Well, we'll see. I've heard of her, which is something. That is something. something. But you have probably also heard of Sakura. Yes. Mm. 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 Low bar. Low (laughs) bar. So, these three ninja are like just there... Trying to get Kakashi's mask off as well to embarrass him. Are these enemy ninjas? Yes. But the thing is, Kakashi doesn't realize who they are because the reason they're after him is because the main guy of those three, like, filler villains, is that when the lady was like professing her love to this guy, he basically said no. And so then Kakashi shows up and is all like, hey, maybe like just chill because she's already said no. So. Like, move on with your life. And these three ninja are like, but my lord, such an embarrassment to you. I know. He said that I should just move on, which I will never do. I will never log off. So he decides to get revenge on Kagashi by embarrassing him so that he dies. And so it's just a bunch of like... So he took, I could just die, literally. Yeah. So he basically shows up and is all like, I'm going to poison his tea so that he farts a lot and dies from embarrassment. I feel like you could cut out the middleman there by using a yeah. more potent poison. But that's not the point of the episode. And it's great because then it leads into all of them showing up and being all like, hey, we're going to fuck this guy up. Oh, no, we have to hide in a barrel. And then Naruto, Sasuke and Sakura take their clothes. Well, technically, Sasuke and Naruto take their clothes and Sakura is just like, where the fuck did you get these clothes? And they're like, don't ask about it. It's fine. It's just chill. Don't worry. They put on the clothes, try to hijack... Kakashi, so that he takes off his mask, and he's like, what are you three doing? Like, Naruto, why are you dressed up like this? Sasuke, you wouldn't have done this. He's like, I need to know. Um, And then the real three minor villains show up, and they're like, aha, it was a ruse so that you three would definitely show up. And Kakashi's like, oh, these three? Yeah, they've been following us for, like, weeks. Like, I got no idea who they are, but they've just been there. I don't think they're much of a threat. And then immediately ties them up, and they're like, but my love needs to love me. And that's Naruto. And that's the whole Naruto bit. Today, we watch the 16th episode of Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040. Mm. The show about beautiful, Don't cool say it. mercenaries Don't say it. fighting Don't sinister robots called Boomers. Ugh, it fills me with disgust. Now, when we last left off, uh, first of all, go back and re-listen to all of our Bubblegum Crisis at Tokyo <laughs> 2040 episodes, and then all of our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure episodes, mm-hmm. just to juice those numbers a bit. But you um, know you know something more important than anything you're about to say, though? Health. 
fucking dare you. <laughs> Literally anything that you possibly say will be less important than what I'm about to say right now. And you well, know I'll be the judge of that. Our patrons. Oh, our patrons, you say? Yeah. Truly, they, you know, the most important demographic. Mm, they are a blessed people. They are probably the highest tier of social caste that I can think of. We have more. Did you know? How many more? Uh, like one. Great! But their name is pretty impressive. And they're the one that told us about the Alan Wake thing. Because they were playing a bunch of Alan oh, Wake. so they emailed us and then subscribed. They smashed that like button. Well, not emailed, but patron messaged us. It's all electronic mail. Oh shit, you're right. Anyway, point being, their name is impressive. Because it is Strike 3. That's a pretty good name. But the 3 is like the 3. Strike 3, you're in our subscriber base. Yeah, and it's like Strike is fully spelled out with the E and then the 3 afterwards. Which I think yeah, I mean, says, that's what I would expect. But I would have thought it'd be like Strick. And then the three is the E. No, but like baseball. What? <laughs> Wait, hang on. I've completely lost. What do you mean like baseball? Strike one. Strike oh. two. Strike three. Makes... You're out of here! That makes more sense. That does make more sense. What do you think it was doing? I thought it was like strike three, I but the E was... Totally blew up. out the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. I remember how to be a broadcaster. <laughs> I just thought it was like strike three, but the E was the three, but it was still there for like some ironic kind of like- What are you doing? I don't know, it's like, it. that's what I thought it would be. That's what I thought, like, I don't know. I forgot baseball existed. Well, we are, of course, in a cricket country. It, exactly, exactly. You, you walk into this nation. <laughs> you walk into our nation, across the ocean. You're Jesus Christ, superstar. And you see a guy, he's got some like weird poles behind him and you're like, what's that? You're like, well- Ask the wicket, mate. You fling your arm, like in a full motion at them. It's like, oh, so I just throw it. It's like, no, 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 no you throw it. You bowl it. Like a, like a bowling ball. No, 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 quite the opposite, my friends. <laughs> Thank you, strike three. Thank you, strike three. Nick, you're that's out what of I was here. saying before you yes. so rudely interrupted me. Which I'll never do again, <laughs> The 16th episode of Bubblegum Crisis, Tokyo 2040. Mm -hmm. It's, of course, entitled Surrender. Now, what's that a musical reference to? Oh, Nick, the uh, song by Cheap Trick oh. from the album Heaven Tonight. Cheap Trick is, of course, the stand <laughs> that the real estate broker or insurance broker mm. who comes to Rohan Kashibe's house after the fire Obsessing to about uh, his back. take stock of all the mm. damage done, including his original cast set of pretty woman furniture. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has the thing on his back that's all like, don't look at yeah, me. Yeah, Cheap Trick. He's like, I don't want anyone to see my back. And Rohan Kashipe is like, I need to see that back. How and then the back has a stand on it. And then the stand is like, I'm going to kill this guy and be on your back. I wonder if up until this point in that guy's life, and I probably asked this in the app, if anyone ever looked at his back and went like, I want to know what's on his back. Or if every single person just went, I respect you. Well, I think this. there's a few factors at play. Mm. There is, of course, the... Um, unrelenting, anti-social curiosity that drives Rohan Kashibe. Mm. To greater manga. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and of course, there's probably the fact that this guy kind of probably just had like a thing about his back, uh, but was only recently hit by a magical arrow that gave him psychic powers. Well, hmm. Hmm. Maybe? 
Maybe. But I feel like you wouldn't develop this sudden distaste for your own back without a huge loss. No, I'm I'm saying that he's always had this distaste about his back, this self-consciousness. Oh, but it was but only, it was only recently back. manifested yeah. through magical powers. Unless, of course, it manifested spontaneously as some stands do. Mm. But we're not here to talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That's not what this podcast has ever been about. No. We're here to talk We've about... We've always been at war with the boomers. God, I hate them so much. Surrender... Uh, as per the Rolling Stone uh, top 500 songs of forever. <laughs> Since the dawn of time, these are the top 500. Number one, I guess it's Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> it's in the 500 to 401 bracket. God, that, it's just so many songs. 471, Cheap Chirik. Cheap, 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 Chirik. Cheap, Chirik. Written by Rick Nielsen. Okay. Chirik. <laughs> Surrender. 471 on the list. Cheap mm-hmm. Trick provided the ultimate 70s teen, teen anthem in Surrender. With a verse about a kid who catches his parents making out and gets stoned to his Kiss records. There's a subtle leitmotif of Kiss there. Mm. Guitarist, songwriter, Nielsen's secret? I had to go back and put myself in the head of a 14-year-old. <laughs> it's from their Heaven Tonight album. What's that album like? Well, uh, Michael Schneider reviewed it for Rolling Stone. Uh-huh. And he noted uh, that the band has a... Uh, <laughs> a keen distaste for backs. Boisterous indebtedness to rock and roll history. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Their third and best album, which synthesizes the music of the Beatles, The Who, et al. Et al. Okay. All right. We love an et al. No, don't. Fu- okay, if your whole point is to say synthesize the works of Who and you put down et al. The Who, even. Sorry. The <laughs> Who, et al. It's like, yo, give me the specifics, all right? While Cheap Trick may not be remembered as lovingly as its primarily British antecedents. The price one has to pay for musical kleptomania, I suppose. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Damn, phrase. These guys are all thieves. <laughs> the group's intelligence, verve, and charm will do just fine for now. Okay, so he's like basically saying they're creatively bankrupt. But damn if they don't look good while doing it. Some of the vocals on Surrender, whose electronic guitar effects and whose chords recreate Who's Next, Mm -hmm. duplicate those from the Hollies' Carrie Ann and Stiff Competition, which borrows its chords from Pete Townsend's Won't Get Fooled Again, contains harmonies that are reminiscent of the Beatles' I Feel Fine. Hmm. So I think the thesis of this whole review is these guys are really wearing their influences on their sleeves. Yeah. It's Much some... like the boomers in Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040 who have to pretend to be human to operate. Cheap Trick have to pretend to be better musicians to create a functional album. All they really wanted was to be recognised. And they got that by pretending to be someone else. Mm-hmm. Another excerpt of a review from uh, its Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Cashbox said it has energetic drumming and excellent rhythm guitar work and the singing is intriguing and melodic. Intriguing? Hmm. I don't think I'd ever describe singing as ever being intriguing unless it's just a guy wailing, like, nonsensically and you're like, there's something about it that's just... It draws you in. And, of course, the contents... And I'm aware we are just reading a lot of Wikipedia page, (laughs) but that is, of course... Why we're here. JoJo's World Promise. (laughs) (laughs) Inside uh, our sources. That's a late key. 1970s team anthem describing the relations between the baby boomer narrator Ugh. and his GI <laughs> generation parents. 
His mother frequently warns him about the girls he will meet as he will never know what diseases he will catch from them, as exemplified by a rumour about, quote, a soldier's penis falling off as a result of, quote, some Indonesian junk that's going around. We love that. What's he building in there? The mother's expertise is endorsed by the father, who states that she served with the WACs in the Philippines, a claim which amazes the narrator, who being under the impression that they only recruited old maids. And, quote, Mummy isn't one of those. <laughs> there's a lot going on in this song. There's, there's quite a bit of a controversial takes here. Mm. Mm. And that's Cheap Trick. Mm. Based on the review and summary of its content... I don't recommend listening to it. Uh, but it does have a Song Exploder episode, the Song Exploder podcast, where uh, musicians break down their song piece by piece and they're saying, this is why I came up with this, you know, instrumental. Wait, so someone from Cheap Trick broke down that song? Um, or is it like someone yeah, reading Rick it? Yeah, Rick Nielsen. Oh my God. Holy shit. The guitarist slash songwriter. Nice. Was it mainly, yes, yeah, so I haven't listened were... to it. I would love if it was like, my parents were... Making out all the time. And I just thought... And my mum, she served in the Philippines. And that's why I thought to myself, I don't want to sleep with anyone because of this Indonesian junk that's going around. So I wrote a song about it. <laughs> the first rock and roll incel. <laughs> Listen, it's not that I don't want to do it. It's that they've all got STDs. Have you ever met a woman? Look, I don't have to answer that question. <laughs> but when I hear talk about incels, well, half... Well, kind of, I guess... What are you driving at? We're here to talk about bubble oh, we're here to talk about anime. Exactly. <laughs> so, so from what I remember, the the previous episode involved. Yes. So Nick, why yeah. don't you? Talk, it's been it's been a while since we've you bubble said, gum to this crisis. You said it's been more than a year. Yes. We last watched this in September of 2022. Hmm. Back when things were better. Wait, I mean, COVID? unironically, in my own personal life, but yeah. <laughs> we try to keep that out of the podcast. <laughs> The unintentional dig of the century. <laughs> I was about to be like, wasn't COVID in 2022? Wasn't that? I mean, COVID is still a thing. It is still a thing. Oh, God. Um, More people have had COVID-19 now than at any point uh, in the past. Yeah, okay. So you're saying You can that... just say things confidently like they're profound, and if someone's not really paying attention, <laughs> listen, you can get away with it. Listen, in 1977... Women really did fight in hard suits like in Bubblegum Crisis 2040, which is exactly why it matters as an anime to the academic estate. So Agreed. From what I remember yeah. is... There's these night sabers. There's some night sabers that are fighting boomers, mm -hmm. which are like an enslaved populace of robots. Bio-organic robots. Bio-organic robots that totally don't have souls. And totally don't go nuts and mutate kill into ever more organic forms yep. and kill hundreds of people. We haven't had a kaiju version of it. There certainly totally isn't a happen. collapsed lab with a secret proto-boomer underground that is based that's driving of, the madness. Yeah, that's based off of the daughter of the lead scientist. That would look dumb. Who is herself the leader of the Night Savers. Yeah. No, that's, that's just not... something the fake news media is telling you. <laughs> look, the AD police, right? They're... We trust the AD police. They're like the police, but, but more advanced. Yeah, it was like, the AD police was like advanced division police yeah. or something. I think it might have just been advanced police <laughs> which is so dumb um so we know that there's leon simon daily daily leon and daily are part of the ad police mm -hmm. where nene also works yep, one of our night savers yep uh who is Nene good Romanova. Friends, 
Yep, <laughs> named Romanova, who's good friends with Lina. Yep. Who's Yamazaki. Just, who's just a normal, average girl. Just a normal, average, late 90s, 2040s lesbian. Yep, their parents are just like, hey, you gotta go find you a husband. You gotta come back to the country and marry this guy who's inheriting a toy company or some shit. And the guy's like, I know you don't want to marry You want to pursue your dreams in the big city. And she's all like... Yeah. I might be gay. I'm in love with Pris, who's a rock star. Mm. Uh, Pris is... She loves to ride her motorcycle. I don't know if she's a rock star. Like she's yeah, she a, is. She's a quote-unquote rock star, but the biggest gigs Nick. she plays are in bars. And she lives in a burnt-out bus under a bridge. <laughs> Man, she is a rock star. <laughs> uh, and then there's... Uh, Celia. Celia, who's the daughter. a billionaire. Yep. Who, as I described her to you before we started recording today, uh, she uh, runs a lingerie shop that is mostly, mostly aquarium <laughs> by square footage. There was that episode where the, the aquarium fish... hides their... Oh. Um, their lift. Yeah, their slingshot for oh, yeah, boomer the, operations. The rail gun that yeah, shoots that's, humans. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. So they, at night, deal death to boomers. Yep. By and... ripping out their core. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That is definitely not their consciousness based on uh, Celia. Definitely not that. Hundred percent can't possibly do that. Mm. Then we've got the bad guys, Mason. Mason. Mason, who is drew the evil CEO. He, he drew the Hebrew symbol for uh, life or something Ken or something. Yeah, into I don't speak Hebrew. Into not a golem that was a boomer. Yep. Uh, big big golem metaphor. Yep. We've got what's his name? Yes, precious. Alan. Yes. <laughs> Golem? Yeah. Not that golem! <laughs> we've been over this multiple times. Uh, we've got Alan. AKA Quincy Rosenkreutz, chair- chairman of the Genom Corporation. Yep, who is basically plugged into everything ever. Yep, they own the AD police and the media. Yep, but he's like, the boomers are our friends. He's the. I think we even made this exp- explicit. Uh, comparison. He's the uh, Warhammer 40k emperor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is the god emperor of mankind who. Just sits in his golden throne above the earth in the big thing they're making to solve their energy So crisis. they're building a um, space umbrella yep. to trap sun energy, uh, which is fed down mm-hmm. uh, by the, by the, the space, sky hook, yeah, the space, space elevator, elevator. Uh, fed which, down to the Genom Tower and distributed mm. via the Dragon Line. Mm. Which, if I remember right, we had that bit where it was like there was a train that, like, Catched a battery or something? Yeah, we've had we've had footage of this before. Which I immediately went, why would you do that? Because you can just keep it on like a power line or something instead. I of think that is what they do. But like, I think there the... is just like a essentially a tram that goes up there. Yeah. It's just weird. Um, and the dragon line distributes the power. Well, in yeah. theory, they haven't finished it. Will, yeah. will in theory distribute power amongst the city. I, I think something like that. So we obviously learnt a bit about feng shui um, from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. Very and accurate feng shui. Yeah, feng shui and drinking your own piss. Um, I do wonder if the dragon line is meant to be like a feng shui thing. Oh, it might be. Oh, yeah. Because that dude did have his stand with like the dragon, dragon man. Yeah. So maybe... Uh... And, like lay lines and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like the dragon line is like the line of... Good luck. Good, good vibes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all about vibes. Really? All anime. Jojo's World is a vibes-focused podcast. <laughs> Look, what we watch is vibes, not anime, mm. all right? Whenever you're down in the dumps and you're like, man, I need good vibes, don't come here. We take the vibes, all right? I'm a psychic vampire. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I think there wasn't anyone else that I can think of that was uh, There's Nigel, the mechanic slash alcoholic. Oh, yeah, there's Nigel. And there's also the butler. Marky. Marky, the, the butler. brother. Bro- oh, Mackie. Mackie. Marky. Mackie. Marky. Marky, the bro. Who's a boomer, obviously. Who's, who's such and a boomer. He's even more obviously than ever before a boomer. Yeah, because he's literally just saying, hey, yeah. Hey, I'm a possessed can... by Galatea. Yeah. I can hear the voices in my head. By the way, I'm a boomer. We're like, oh, yeah, he is a mm. boomer. Got kind of a will-they-won't-they thing going on with Nene. Well, I mean, it's more of a classic anime. Oh, I definitely, you know, I mean, I I couldn't possibly, you know, with a boomer of all things. Oh, God. Unless. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's capable of love. Nene, that is, not the boomer. Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, no. That's about everyone. There's the butler... There's the office manager boomer from Winner's Child. Oh, God. I hate it so much. Um... I'm just trying to think if there's literally anyone in this anime. I think that's it. I suppose we hadn't really been recording much uh, on JoJo's World uh, Bubblegum Crisis Division mm-hmm. about uh, since the advent of ChatGPT, have we? Oh, God. No. That, that's something to do with, like, middle manager Boomer, right? I, get, I mean, I've that, been that, using... We, we, could, we could draw a broad, uh, broad comparison between the middle manager Boomer who Lina hates at her job and people using ChatGPT for work. So I literally have used ChatGPT at work because I've been like, hey, this, like, very specific use case in Python, can I do this a better way? It's like, yes, you can. Just do this. I'm like, great. And then I immediately close it. But at the same time... I, it also hasn't really replaced Google because I just Google the answer after that where I'm like, I still don't I need to make it. sure this is true. Yeah, I'm just like, is this code actually correct or is it completely fucking wrong? We should, we should exclusively refer to um, Chat GPT large language models con. as boomers. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got Boomer 3.5, right? Boomer 4 is coming, but I the don't know. The Sotai. The <laughs> Sotai. Which is, of course, what they called Galatea. Mmm. The proto-boomer. Yeah, so I'm trying to think if there was, like, anything else... Oh, Nene also was just like, I can't be a part of this whole thing. And also Pris was like, I can't be a part of this thing because I hate boomers so much and the hard suits are boomers and you've been lying to us, Mm. Cilia Stingray. Yep. (laughs) Remember, that's her full name. Cilia Stingray. We've got a multicultural team. We've got Pris, last name I don't remember, slash possibly no last name. Yep. Nene Romanova, that's probably Mm. Russian descent. Lena Yamazaki, she's from rural Japan. Cilia Stingray. She's from, She's from the bottom of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and Leon McNichol from the AD Police, who I guess is Irish or Scottish oh or something. Oh my god. And they're all, well, they all just look like anime characters, yes. so it's impossible to tell if they're meant to be like some multinational crew. I think that's meant to, I think the, the, the implication is very much meant to be that Tokyo 3 or whatever it's called, that might be mm. Evangelion, I can't remember, yeah. uh, is meant to be like a multicultural mm. future city. Yeah. I mean, it's probably also just an homage to Evangelion where it's just like, she was half German, wasn't she? Like, yes. Oh, we can one-up This might be shit. too soon to be actively homaging Evangelion. It's always too soon for anything, Liam. So, at the end of the last episode, uh, all of our night savers who had gone their separate ways were hit by intense psychic visions of childhood cilia being stolen for brain operations and... Uh, Little robot girl destroying the lab. Implanted with random chips and shit. They all rush to Night Saber Base, aka the Silky Doll, to see what's going on there and to find that Cilia has collapsed and is like emanating green glow from her chest. And they're all like, what the fuck is going on, Boomer? Uh, Nana explains that she hasn't moved and the butler, Maceo, explains that her body temperature and pulse are rapidly dropping. (gasps) 
so she's in a pretty bad way mm. on account of psychic interference from a robot clone. So, oh god, what's his name? The kid. Mason. Oh, Marky. Marky. Marky is all like, I can feel Sotai. She's doing something. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sotai is doing something in Mason's underground little girl's room. Which is a fucking enormous... They like, built like a geodesic dome yeah. and put a Victorian girl's bedroom in there. Just normal yeah. corporate bullshit and things. And the suits, the science suits, are, um, are they've got a shield that's 500 times the strength of the lab she destroyed. So we'll probably be uh, alright. And they're all monitor- monitoring her phenomenon, which is growing ever stronger. Mm. And Mason so, is all like, it won't be a problem. Yeah. It's all fine. He takes off all his metal, his watch, his phone, um, his car his cigarettes, <laughs> his pacemaker. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go be this little girl's daddy. Oh. Uh. They've got a guy whose specific job is to monitor the lift to make sure that when it comes up, it's not full of boomer tentacles. This, this is the mo- Okay. I don't know. Elevator how- ascension oh. completed. Condition normal. So I don't know if you know much about like... Um, This weird phenomenon in Japan to just have jobs that are people standing nearby to monitor things. This feels like a very necessary health and safety thing to me. No, no, no. Because of the psychic robot corruption phenomena. But, like, this feels like the most Japanese thing where it's like, we could automate this process... But instead, we have a guy who does. I don't know. It for to me, us. this feels like fail safes on fail safes. Like you know, if you're opening the Stargate, yes, you've got mm. your computers telling you what's going on with the Stargate, but you also want a guy with eyes on that thing to make sure like the boar guy coming. Yes, but also you've got guys literally who can see it. Yeah, but you want to know that someone always is watching it, so you would designate someone mm. to be watching it. That like, ma- that makes sense to me. Like an SCP. Kind of thing. Where it's like, you never want that guy that can move around whenever you blink. And I want to say that in... Con- and this is the set pulling from the same material. But I want to say in control, mm-hmm. one of the artifacts, like maybe a fridge or something, mm. like always needs to be watched. Okay. Uh, so there's one guy who's been watching it, but because everything goes to shit in the control building, mm. like his replacement shift never shows up. So he's been watching this thing without sleeping for like 36 hours or oh, something. Jesus. What happens if he stops watching it? Like, the artifact goes nuts and starts causing harm. So you need to go and, like, neutralise that artifact. Yikes. Okay. Does it go crazy? Well, no, because you go and deal with it. Oh, okay. You absorb its powers or whatever. Mm. Wait, but, I mean, do we ever stop watching it and thus we have to go pacify it? Or is it just a matter of, yeah... Well, we're going to rescue this for... guy who's yeah. stuck staring, know, staring at this uh, fridge or boom box or whatever. But is it, like, you absorb before it does anything? Or is it yeah, just... Yeah, you save him. Oh. I mean, you have to, like, do a sort of puzzle boss battle with it. I wanted to know what it would have done. You do. Oh, what does it do? I don't know. It probably gives you, like, teleportation No, or no, something. I mean... I don't remember. Okay, fine. All right. Played this game over a year ago. Oh, my God. We only watched this, like, a year ago. Over a year ago. I remember I was in the same house we last watched Bubblegum Crisis in. Hmm. Those were small Heady houses. days. Yeah. Capitalism. So, Mason... He walks across his magical Indiana Jones leap of faith pathway it's where, like, the light... We think, we think like, uh, a, ru- a walkway is going to shoot out to yeah. the containment Because it has a hole in it yeah. as well, in the thing that it should... But like, instead, he, the light turns blue and he just walks across and leaves <laughs> magical floating blue footprints all over this this chasm. Real Seath the Scaleless, oh shit, how do I yeah, get yeah, beyond yeah. here? He goes oh. into the Duke's archives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
And then we meet our uh, our young lass. Yeah, and she's there, and she's like, "What's he's like? What's wrong? You're calling to your friends, but it's too early. How is it too early?" And she's Papa? like, "I want to play," and he's like, "Oh, we'll play. <laughs> We've got to find a place for you first. <laughs> so then she calms down. I think. Yep, he's basically manipulating this child uh, using the persona of a father figure mm. uh, to control its childish emotions. But the child is getting smarter and stronger every day. And how long can he keep this up? ChatGPT. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so the other thing is that he's like, that stupid father of yours, he tried to stifle your yeah. intelligence. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make you even stronger and smarter. Because mm. he thinks the boomers are the next phase of human evolution. Yeah. Yeah. And so this... Wait, was that him or was that um, Alan? That was Mason. Alan wants the boomers to be friends with humanity, but also ultimately their servants. Okay, okay. But Mason is like, no, we should become boomers. They're better than us. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay, all right, sure. I'll believe it. And he's like, I will become the best boomer and rule the world. Mm. <laughs> of course he f- So that yeah. chills out Galatea, makes uh, Galatea stop screaming in her brain, mm-hmm. uh, in Celia's brain, that is to say. Uh, so everyone, everyone back at... Uh, the silky doll just exposits about the nanomechanism implanted in Celia's brain and how Maki was a failed attempt to create the same thing as Galatea. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff as well about like, so the hard suits need to conform to Celia's body, but they don't. Yeah, so Celia explained the previous group of night savers she created. She thought they just needed the same body proportions as her because uh, that's just how they fit. Yep. Like, uh, and she got yep. like an American special forces person and uh, a karate expert, and they both just got killed by boomers because yep. they didn't have the they didn't operate on the same mental wavelength mm. as Celia. They weren't mentally compatible. They needed the secret source, yeah. not the secret forms. I tried. I tried to make it right. Did you try though, Nick? It's like forms, right? It's like the the. the, 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 the. <laughs> so then, Pris storms out. <laughs> It all goes to shit yeah. again. We're still in the anti-Pris arc because they had to abandon their hard suits underground last time, if you recall, because they all went rogue, yeah. started turning to rogue boomers. Collapsed. Because the hard suits were boomers yes. that we were using to kill the boomers. Exactly. They were like um, lobotomized boomers, essentially. Yeah, which was disgusting. Boomers killing boomers. Just another day in Tokyo 2040. <laughs> so in The mega low city. So Pris leaves, I think, Everyone goes back to their day jobs, and they're all like, ah, boomers, boomers. Galatea. I think it, I think we get more on... Silly is basically like, you can, you can fucking storm out if you want, but I'm never going to stop killing boomers. Yeah. I think we get more on, um, what's his name? Um, Not really, not really, oh, Leon. Leon. That's right. Because rumour is going around. There's there's a daily, his partner has a couple of rumours. One, that, uh... He was seen in the company at night with uh, Pris, Ooh, the lead singer the at, God. I want to say the, the bar is called Hot Legs or something, <laughs> and it's got that big shoe in it, do you yep. remember? God, I remember the fucking big shoe. God, Tokyo 2040 truly is the golden age of theme bars. <laughs> Maybe we should start a theme bar at some point. What are you on, cocaine? We're not starting a restaurant, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, we could make it in like... Uh, a respectable, well-known bar establishment if we just took inspiration no, from Nick, Tokyo Perth's 2040. small bars are struggling I'm right not now. saying in Perth. <laughs> okay. I'm saying we moved to Japan, started like an izakaya. Yeah, we got uh, 17 years to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there's so much talking about boomers. I know. 
so the building, the totem pole, gets a lot of discussion in this. Yes. Uh, midnight rendezvous with Pris. No, no, it's not like that, he says. Uh, and the other rumour is that the AD police are being dissolved and reabsorbed into the regular police. Oh, don't. No. No, no. They'll stop being advanced bastards and just be regular bastards. No, that's on us not advanced anymore. <laughs> so What? That's <laughs> on us not advanced anymore? Can you keep in how long it took you to say what to that? Because sure. that felt like a very long time. <laughs> so, you thought you slipped that one by the goal. I know, I was just like, I got him. I fucking got him, boys. So, uh, Leon gets... Very angry about so not not the rumor about meeting up with Pris. He's like, no, no, it's not like that. Listen, I'm a respectable gentleman. And then the conversation is continuing, and Daly yeah. is just talking. And as he's, we don't know why he's doing. It. As he's doing, we, we can't see Daly in the shot, so we can't see Leon in the yeah, shot. We can't see Leon. Uh, and so Daly is talking, and as he does, he just casually puts his hands over his ears, and he's just talking. And we're like, what the fuck is he doing? Leon screams at the top of his lungs, basically just going. And fires off three gunshots and into all, something. Yeah, and he's all like, Ah, oh, Leon, never change. Uh, because basically, well, the subtext here is that Mason, as the sort of chief non-Allen officer of Ganon, yeah. uh, is accelerating the Galatea phenomenon, uh, and so he doesn't need the AD, AD police. police to try and control boomer activity anymore. Because... He wants the boomers to go nuts. Yeah, which means that Leon, who vehemently despises boomers... And also vehemently despises the, the regular police. police. Yeah. He's just like, I'm never going back to that. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Alan calls Mason to his office and he's like, you've brought something dangerous into my special tower, haven't you? And uh, Mason's like, nah, no, 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 it's no, just a test device for the, um, the energy good. distribution yep, it's system. Don't it's worry fine. It's all good. Alan's like, okay, don't betray me. <laughs> yeah, literally, I think he's like, hey, one more thing. Don't betray me. Mason's like, I'll never betray you. Having already betrayed him. Yeah. So then the actual plot of the episode, or the subsequent episode, starts to kick in. Yep. Where, um, basically, Nene is in... Uh, police ditch dispatch officers in the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets an email from Marky being like, we're making more hard suits, please come back. We need to help Celia. She, I really care about her. Uh, She's all it'd like, be really good if you could come to him. You know, there's a bit of one-sided reading the email to herself, uh, flirtatious banter from Nene here. Stroking the screen, going yeah. like, I could go back. And then this other guy walks past the pod and is like, hey, why are you here? <laughs> And she's like, well, i got to be here. It's my job. Oh, well, there's some unions that are going yeah, on haven't strike. Haven't you heard? So. The union's going on strike because we're being dissolved back into the police. And she's... Nene, in the worst possible yeah. response, says, oh, I'm not part of that union. No, he says, you aren't a member of the union, are you? And she replies, no, I don't like things like that very much. Nene! Betraying her Russian heritage. Oh, what are you doing? Seize the means, motherfucker. <laughs> Though there is a whole thing about police unions. Don't, no, no, no. Let's, okay, unions, no matter what they are, you need to have workers' rights. Even if it involves police being real dodgy. You can at the very least be like, well, they're being dodgy, but also they're not being underpaid. So it's like, you know, less systemic. It's just the unions are still bad. And you can be like, well, they're bad. I feel like you did a 180 degree turn halfway no, through I'm saying, and you're hoping I didn't notice. No, I'm saying the unions still need to exist so you can be like, yes, that's the problem, not, oh, everything sucks. You know, you can't just boil it into, oh, well. I mean, both things can be true. 
Yeah, both can be true, but also the unions will be like, oh no, we're just getting underpaid by them. And it's like, stop deflecting. I know that you still suck, alright? If you're like, if the union didn't exist, it'd be worse. That would be my, my hot take of the day. If the union didn't exist, it would be worse. Well, anyway, the advanced police union is different from the police union That's anyway. True. Because That's they're true. a private uh, enterprise. That's true. They only suck out the money from the working class. From the Genom Corporation. Oh, I like that. That's good. <laughs> if they, look, if they're sucking money out of the corporation. So this guy is like, oh, okay, you're not coming to the fucking protest scab. You can go home and do whatever you like. So Nene is all like, I'm just going to stay here and just think about... Marky, yeah. and how his email signature is him with big love hearts on it. Yeah. Uh, Leon goes and has a chat with the chief, who he's butted heads with in all their previous subplots. And he's all like, listen here, chief Nick. And so I the, went, chief, the chief says, you're a member of the union, aren't you? There's a penalty if you stay here, isn't there? To hell with the union, old man. I don't care. Just for once, tell me the truth, Nick. Valentine. Well, see, the boomers are made from... Are we going to be dissolved? Uh, look... It's not my decision. And Nick says, I've heard there's a rumour like that. A rumour contains some truth once in a while. God but I didn't tell you that. Oh, God damn it. And it's he's like, you're a good shit. officer, Leon. And he's like, I fucking... Leon's like, I fucking hate being a regular cop. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, isn't his whole thing like... And then as it. he walks out, Nick is like, yeah, me too. Yeah, isn't it like... His whole thing is that Leon says, yeah, I'm never going back to that. You know I'm never going back to that. You can't make me go back to that. Shuts the door behind him, and then the chief is like, mm, mm, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And then he, like, pulls out a cigar or something. <laughs> puts the revolver in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he just looks outside, sees Leon being all like, <sighs> and he's all like, dunk, dunk, puts revolver in mouth. And then Leon's like, oh. But then he pulls the trigger, and the revolver fires a shot of brandy. Ah, it's, he's like... At high enough velocity to do lethal damage. <laughs> It's all about these cops being the worst. <laughs> uh, Nene's talking to her toy ferret, just being like, what should I do? Should I go back and be a night saver again? No! And yeah, that goes on for a while. Yeah. Uh, and then the building suddenly locks down. That doesn't make the any sense. The shutters go down. What? What? But why? But there's nothing happening. Nothing. All the union members are on strike. Yeah. Convenient. So the, basically the only people that we know are in this building are uh -huh. uh, Nene, who then bumps into uh, the chief, Nick, and just like two other randos who look like the most IT guys I've ever seen in anime. <laughs> right? Yep. Like, so there's probably the tall guy with glasses yep. who probably works in IT, and then the, the short, bald guy with a sweater vest who's probably like an accountant or something. Yeah, and they're like, wait, where is everyone? Yeah. We're all alone. They're all out of the protest. Why is the building locked down? I don't know. Let's check it out. And then I think the police chief eventually shows up, but not for a while. I, I just said that <laughs> they, they were talking with him. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, he was mind. there. Oh, never mind. Uh, so Nene, they go back to Nene's desk and they check the security cameras and a, a door is broken down in the basement level B4 storage room. And there's just a fucking mass of like writhing boomer flesh down there. So many eyes. Yeah. And, and, all... and we're basically doing a zombie movie thing here yeah. now, but with the um, the broken rogue boomers that were stored in the basement of the totem pole for some reason. Well, didn't they say it's like for evidence? Yeah, I guess so. Which is like, great. Why? So Why have you done this? Basically, what happened was Mason had Dalatea through the Dragon Line energy diffusion system channel her magical powers. No, no. Nanite. <laughs> sure. Synapse. 
Psychic energy. Psychic energy. Uh, th- through that, to from Genom Tower Containment Base yep. to the Totem Pole, abandoned Boomer Evidence place. <laughs> yep. Causing all of the destroyed rogue boomers to reactivate and go nuts. Which is inconvenient for Nathan. To say the least. Yeah. She is, if anything, in a current state of damn. Mm. So we're doing a bit of a um, Night of the Living Dead here. Like, uh, Nick and the IT guys are, uh, you know, they're at the stairs using choke points to shoot rogue rogue boomers. He switches his... uh, Nick switches his gun from full auto to grenades. And then blows up a shit ton of them. But there's too many of them. Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. They just keep coming. They're endless. Mm -hmm. It's just like that game... There are billions or something. I don't know what that is. Neither do I. It's just like that game, Dead Rising. Is that the yes. one I'm thinking of? Yeah, Dead Rising. The, the mall one. Yeah. yeah, and you pick up things. Yeah, Dead Rising Two is the best one. Bam, I'm saying it right here. Okay. Yeah, haven't played them. You ride. The first scene is you on a motorbike with chainsaws on the front of it, killing zombies for like some fucker. Oh, it's like at the end of Shaun of the Dead when there's the zombie reality show. Exactly. And then it all goes to shit and now you're stuck. Who would have thought that would be a bad idea? Yeah, exactly. And then you try and figure out the big conspiracy of like, but wait, what's going on? Yeah. Maybe I should play that game again. It doesn't matter. There are boomers. There are boomers in the totem pole because of the dragon line. Oh my God, the dragon line. That's possibly, absolutely not confirmed, feng shui bullshit. (laughs) Well, it's technology. Fair. <laughs> so they're all like. So Mason's like. So there is like an undercurrent of like uh, industrial relations dialogue in this episode because Mason now is like, <laughs> I don't think the striking workers need a home to return to. <laughs> Jesus. Just, but the subtext is just like, I'm dissolving the AD police because yep. I want the boomers to go nuts. Yeah. There's a lot of good lines about boomers in this. Yeah. One of them was like, boomers imitate humans because. That's uh, the only way they can operate. Yeah, and when I saw that, I just... I, I couldn't help We knew myself. it was true. Mm. It's just... It just the lines just keep coming, yeah. you know? Uh, so they're, they're scanning Cilia to hopefully make some more hard suits. Mm. Uh, but then she collapses again because, once again, uh, Galatea is screaming in her brain. And then Marky comes into the room behind Nigel and is like, Hi, I'm also Galatea now. And Nigel's all like, snap out, out of, of it. it. Get your fucking shit together. I did a, um, did a crafting quest line in Final Fantasy XIV recently mm-hmm. uh, concerning like a guy in the astrology school of like the planet's greatest okay. learning institution. The astrology Astronomy, school? sorry. Oh, okay. Not that to be confused sense. with the astrology exactly. school that you go to that actually teaches you to do magic. Yeah, because I was like, can't you be an astrologer yeah. in... Um, and this guy's whole thing is that, like, he, he's really shy. He's only got one friend. But when he got to, to university after that friend had only already been there for a year, mm. that guy didn't want to be an astronomer anymore. <gasps> he's a poet now. Oh, <laughs> that's fun. Uh, and so this guy's, like, really lacking self-confidence, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But the, the, in a delightful piece of writing, you have the option in all of your, like, five chosen dialogue responses to this guy over the course of the quest line mm-hmm. to have all of them be, get a hold of yourself! With varying numbers of exclamation points. (laughs) And that's like, all of them are the same except for the exclamation points. And he always responds like, as if you've told him exactly what he needs to hear. Yeah. Oh my god, that's beautiful. So they tell Marky to get a hold of himself Mm -hmm. and it works. And he's all like, oh, I'm not Galatea. I am human-ish. Well, I mean... I choose to be human. Well... I choose humanity over boomers. I mean, he's imitating a human. No, Nick, it's... um, 
It's transhumanism. It's Ghost in the Shell. It's, ah. it's Blade Runner. Yeah, I don't think any of them make out that boomers can ever be human, though. No one would ever make out with a boomer. What kind of boomer? Except are we for, about? of course, the guy from Cheap Trick. <laughs> oh my god. I thought he didn't want the boomer, but maybe he was into that. Maybe he was weird. a boomer after all. He was. Okay. But yeah, I don't think any of them have ever said, oh yeah, humans and robots, we can totally commingle perfectly. Well, they want to commingle with Marky. Ew. I don't want Nene commingling with a boomer. Ugh. Meanwhile, more zombie apocalypse shit happens. Yep. And they're like, oh no, we've got to, we've got to fall back because there's too many zombie robots. Now, I can't remember if Nene actually catches up with them. They're going to get back to her because they've gone to check it out. Ah, uh, yes. She's like, they're like, Nene, request the normal police to come help us. And she's like, I can't. We're, we're locked in by a stage three firewall. Ah, but you and see. They drop internal... Uh, oh, big bulkhead things? Glass doors. Yep. And like, uh, the chief is smashing the hands of the reaching zombies with his, his gun. Oh, these boomers. Classic zombie shit. It's real yep. like that, that... The only scene from The Walking Dead I've seen where two guys are stuck in a uh, rotating glass office door. Rotating glass so office So you know door? those rotating glass office oh, building doors? Oh, the spinny doors, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're both stuck on opposite sides of that, so yeah. if one of them leaves, the other will be exposed to the zombies. Right. Wait, hang on. They're on opposite sides? Yes, I don't know, some bullshit Oh, happens. right, so like, they're on like one side of the... They're angle. like 180 degree different angles yeah. of this circle. Okay, so I... Okay, so brief logic check. I have a big spinny office door at my office. Not to brag. Not to brag. It's not my door, obviously. <laughs> uh, but, you, okay. So, like, you've got this big door that you yeah. get in and out of. I'm sure something convoluted happened to make them end up in opposite sides of it. It's not that that I'm worried about. Because you could totally have one guy enter and then another guy enter. And just be like, oh, I need to get out first. Whatever. But how did this guy... Not get out at the same time as the other guy. That's what I'm saying. Just... I'm, so, I'm sure something convoluted happened. Like, like there is literally a point in the middle where you can both just leave. Nah, no, 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 because that's got to be fully blocked off by the design of this door. Uh, because otherwise the zombies would be getting them. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't have the tension. Hmm. Oh, I understand now. Yes, yes. But that's not how that works. <laughs> I'm sure you could design a door like that. I guess. Well, you can design a door that way. Like, imagine an I X. And then imagine also brackets around things. either side of the X. Oh, so it's four yeah. things. Oh, because ours only has... It's like a Y. Oh, well, he's got an inferior door now, Nick. I feel so inferior. Who's, I feel like... Who's going to be exposed to the boomer menace now? Well, you, you every day at work. No, I'm going to be the guy that gets out and the other guy gets taken. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, it's pretty simple, right? Because I, I block... I block your... I block the, the zombies with my, the, my karate. Yeah, and then, like, <laughs> I sweep. Yeah. Right? I just... <laughs> <laughs> I block that. I block that all the time. Uh, God, that's so weird. Nene runs a ID search and can use that to tell there's no one in the building except for them. But I'm sure Leon's probably in there too. Naturally. Meanwhile, Lina is buying a magazine. By which I mean she takes her old copy of a magazine yeah. to the magazine dispenser, scans it, and then the pages... Update to the new edition. So it's like an ebook with physical pages. Mm. So this to me feels like, and this is really, really, really weird to discuss on a podcast about an anime about boomers, which are just sentient machines. But this feels like, you know how in like the 80s and the 90s, there was so much stuff that was just like, you just got rid of it. 
you know? Whereas nowadays it's like whenever we buy stuff, it's on a phone and it's always on a phone. It feels like that, where it's like, oh, well, we don't need the, oh, so like, how do we get rid of like old film reels of TV shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, obviously. We don't need the last edition of the magazine. Yeah, exactly. We don't need the, like, posterity is not a thing, right? It's like, well, we don't need to hold on to all these DVDs. You can just come in, we'll rewipe it, it'll be fine, you know, whatever. Whereas nowadays we're like, well, why don't we just have a hard drive with both? Like, why can't I just have both? Like, why? Why not that? It feels like that, but with a magazine, which is the weirdest <laughs> possible application I've ever seen. Where you're just like, oh, well, I'll just get the new magazine. I won't buy a physical and I'll just replace the old one instead of keeping the thing you bought. Like, it's just weird to me. I'm getting kind of short of the Dead vibes from this next sequence. Mm. Because, um, you know, that the sequence at the start where he's just like going around his day. Oh, yeah. Oblivious to the fact that the zombie apocalypse is happening yep. around him. Like, there's people running around and... There's like the handprint on the yeah, door yeah. and he's just like... Ugh. Because she's walking past a big uh, Tokyo news screen mm -hmm. and it's saying, There are many calls, but AD Police Headquarters is closed. The implication, I assume, being... The Lots boomers. of calls about rogue boomers going yeah. nuts. Yeah. Uh, and communication, it's communications with the outside world it's cut. And Lina, oblivious to all this, is like, oh, this oh, looks nice. Look at this nice pants suit in this magazine. Oh, this but then, then her magazine turns into boomer goo. <gasps> and she's like, because oh my god. The magazine is also a boomer. Oh my god. Well, it's not actually a boomer, but she has a Why vision. not? Then why did it go boomer goo? Well, she has a vision. Oh, I thought it was the magazine freaking out. What if I told you it could be both? It could be. We just but don't have enough information. Yeah, exactly. She like drops it and then it goes back to just being yeah. a normal magazine. So I thought it was her PTSD. Maybe so. Or maybe the psychic visions from... Mm, uh, Galatea. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Who I believe I re consistently referred to with the um, subtitle, The Woman Made of Milk. What? <laughs> because uh, okay, I want to say that fact... And, and this will... In terms of the Bubblegum Crisis episodes, this will be like three episodes ago. Yeah. Um... But I want to say that Galatea means, like, the woman with milk-white skin or something. Because this is a reference to, like, some yeah. Hebrew Galatea, thing. Greek. Uh, she Greek. who is milk-white. Right. Okay. That makes more sense. I thought the, you were just yeah. being horrifyingly racist in some way, which we would never do on this podcast. Never have, never will. Unless it's a boomer. Unless it's Nick's. Battle Tendency era 45-minute rant about the rise of imperialism in World War II era Japan. <laughs> Look. I don't even remember that rant. Most, like, you could go on a bit of a tear, but I cut most of it. <laughs> it wasn't racist. I just like calling back yeah. to it. But to be fair, in my defense, bleep all of this out. <laughs> but she answers her phone and, oh no, Nana is in danger. Help. And we get a lovely close up on Lina's phone, which is a little pink guy with a red bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> little BMO motherfucker, yeah. but small. It is a, it's a little BMO motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> She checks her BMO. New call yeah. coming in. She's trapped in the totem pole. Uh, it's full of boomers. They got no hard suits. What are they going to do? We'll find out next time on Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040. Not this episode. No. no. Nick, highlights and lowlights. My highlight is absolutely just going to be Nigel being like, get a grip of yourself. <laughs> what are you doing? And then he's like, oh, I'm good now. My highlight is... It's uh, hard, I know. It's hard in this episode. It's Mason's stupid bullshit magical walkway. <laughs> <laughs> where you see there's a slit in the thing. Yeah. Where something should come out. But no. But no, it it's doesn't. A, it's magnets, I guess. But it can't be magnets because he's taken all his metal off. Oh, it's so dumb. It's so good. Low light. Low light. I want to be... My low light is probably just going to be... Celia's just collapsing a bunch. Yeah. Like, she's not doing anything. She's got she's anime just... psychic disease. Yeah. 
Yeah, which is just like, why is Galatea impacting her because this much? Because they've got the same brain. But like this much? Yeah. She's not just like, oh, it's happening. I'm going to do something about it. It's like, oh, it's happening. I literally will just collapse. A powerful psychic force is screaming in my mind constantly. Yeah. yeah I'll deal with it. That'll do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my low light is... Alan. No, Alan's cool. Yeah, Alan's pretty dope. <laughs> I know we all hate him, but man, you know, when you have But that, damn, we respect him. He's got that big throne. He's got mm-hmm. those little, like, needles coming out of him. You're like, ooh. He's not afraid to say what we're all thinking. My lot is, I think this is like overall just kind of a bit of a nothing transitional episode between the big swings of the last couple from what I recall. Yeah. And also... Uh, shit got the shit that I know is about to start happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. It's just like a... Okay, it's, it's a necessary going. evil. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Cool. Okay, so Nick. Yes. Um, Galatea, the woman made of milk, is powering Boomer energy through the dragon line yep. to the basement of the AD police mm-hmm. uh, Boomer storage zone to make a zombie apocalypse. Yep. Uh, it's implied that other Boomers are going rogue at unprecedented rates by that newscast. Mm. Mm. Uh, and they have no hard suits. Which is very awkward. Yeah, and Nene is trapped in the AD police tower with yep. um, some second stringers. Mm. What is going to happen next time on Bubblegum Crisis... Tokyo 2040, in the episode entitled, Moving Waves. Moving Waves. Okay, okay, here's my, here's my hot take. Nene will figure something out. Oh my god. So it'll, it won't have to do with hard suits, it won't have to do with like, converting the boomers. It'll just be, oh yeah, there's this big ass I can run here. this EMP through the, a, the Wi-Fi yeah, or something some Something like that, right? Something like, oh yeah, there's this big suit. Like, we'll just... They do have those big suits. Yeah, but they're useless. Yeah. yeah. Fucking worthless. Useless but what if there's a prototype? <gasps> that actually works. Mm. What if there's a hard suit? Ooh. A hard suit for a hard man. Nene? Leon. Ah. Yeah, so something like that will probably happen. Because uh, I don't see Celia and gang making hard suits fast enough to save her. So she'll just go like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to figure some things out because I'm Nene. I'm a genius. She um, is some sort of science genius. Exactly. So that means that Mason... Mason. Mason will... He probably won't enjoy that all the boomers are getting killed, but also he won't care. Yeah. Because he's like... He's a corporate raider. Yeah. So his little experiment is over, apparently. So whatever happens now is just whatever happens. Um, hmm. What's going to happen with, like, making new hard suits and shit? Oh, yeah. So they'll probably... It's probably going to be a really long, protracted few episodes of them being like, We've almost got the hard suits, but not yet. Watch out for the boomers are are mobilising throughout the city. Yeah, exactly. It's like, those boomers, they haven't attacked anywhere yet. We've been very lucky. We still don't have any hard suits. Oh no, the boomers have taken over the north quadrant of the city. Yeah, Pris, who are you? And then we'll just get some backstory or something on Pris. Yeah, I think we know who Pris is, but okay. Well, we know, well, we'll get more. I think her boyfriend or her husband was killed by a boomer or some shit. But maybe we'll get, like, more flashbacks on (gasps) Leon. Leon? Ooh. From the AD police? Yeah. Maybe maybe Pris will date Leon a bit more and then we'll get some flashbacks and then Pris will be all like, you're right, by any means necessary, I need to We make... need to nuke the boomers. Yeah. And then Leon might even join the bubblegum crisis Whoa. crew. Will they make him a hard suit? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Like, you think that Nigel's getting a hard suit? No, get fucked fuck out of here. In fact, we even solved that problem in this episode. Yeah, they have to be women. Yeah, they have to be women because otherwise the neural stuff doesn't work. It's not not enough like cilia. Exactly. So... And what are they going to do about this evil little girl? 
I mean, nothing yet, that's for sure. Mason's got this shit, like, locked down. Yeah, but in the long run. Um, I'm guessing that it won't be them doing anything so much as she'll escape, because obviously yeah. you know, she has to escape, and then Celia will be like, no, you're me, but not Oh, me. it's going to be Mass Effect synthesis ending. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they'll just be like, listen, I get you, all right? You're mm-hmm. me. Let's just chill and be friends. And then she'll be all like, yeah, all right. And then they'll... And then humans and boomers will live in harmony. Just like Alan wanted. Yeah, and Alan will be like, I am a god. I did this. I am a surgeon. So he will absolutely be like, everything is good now. Now I die. Yeah. Because something bad will happen. Yep. Because Mason will kill him. Maybe. Or maybe um, Galatea will kill him. And then assume... And what's going to happen to Mason? Well, Mason's going to die in his hubris, obviously. Of, of like, Galatea he's Icarus. To, yeah, exactly. He has to get killed by Galatea. There's no way around yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then in his final moments, he'll be like, but I was I meant to I underestimated the boomers. And then Galatea will be like, yeah, I'm just having fun now. And he'll yeah. be like, shit. My hubris. Yep. That's kind of it. That's, uh, that's all well, I'm we'll doing. find out all that and more next time on Bubblegum Crisis. But until then. To, to be continued. continued.